my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning faith, God, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is William Moala. I am the pastor of the Paravista and the Gawler Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in Adelaide, South Australia. And thank you for joining us today. This week we have a wonderful show for you today and for the remainder of the week. We are looking at our question here on Drive Time Big Q&A. Ask the, sorry, the fire of revival. That is the theme. The fire of revival. Is it possible? And today we're looking at the specific question, are spiritual problems solvable? And I can't wait to get into today's topic because I have a lovely co-host who is joining uh, me in the studio today. And uh, this is the beginning of the second week where she, she is taking the load and she is sharing with all of our, uh, with all your lovely people out there uh, today and the rest of the week. Today, my co-host is Lindy Sparing. For those who don't know Lindy, uh, Lindy does, wears a number of hats here in <laughs> South Australia. As she reminds me, she serves as the prayer ministries coordinator. She also uh, leads our resource center and the women's ministries coordinator here for the Seventh-day Adventist churches here in South Australia. That's a mouthful, Lindy. And uh, <laughs> welcome to the studio today. Hey, Pastor Will. Lovely to be here. Well, it's so good to be back in the studio. I think we did this about this time uh, around last year we sometime. Did. Yes, that's right. And you, and it's been really interesting sitting opposite pastors all last week and this week. <laughs> and they're very gracious and let me get a few words in. So I'm very thankful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you get some words in today, Lindy. Well, um, it's always a pleasure to um, be in the studio with you, Lindy. And I know this is a topic that is close to your heart and it absolutely is. it's close to my heart as well, uh, the the theme of revival. And I know you've been uh, sharing this all of last week here on Drive Time BQ&A as well. And so uh, today we're going to start off a, a brand new week and uh, we're going to be looking at this uh, theme of, of revival. And today's question we're going to be looking at in just a few moments is, are spiritual problems solvable? And so before we kind of kick it off, um, Lindy, I just want to appeal uh, to our wonderful uh uh, drive time audience out there today. Um, what do you think? Why don't you just text in the studio? Is our spiritual problem solvable? So from your experience, um, and things that you've gone through in your uh, experience, do you think, um, that spiritual problems are solvable? Why don't you text us here in the studio? Zero four triple eight. 80811 one more time 04888 why don't you text us through uh, uh, let us know that you're listening in and just ask the answer the question for us are spiritual problems solvable and uh, don't go away because we also have a wonderful book offer for you in just a few moments in fact we're going to give away two books this week so we're going to uh, promote one book today tomorrow and for the remainder of the week we have another book and so this whole week if you're super keen we'll love to get a couple of uh, pieces of literature into your hands today. So before we jump into our World Watch segment, um, Lindy, um, tell us a little bit about your weekend, what's been happening in your space, um, what's been the highlight, I guess, if I put it that way, in the last week or two, what, what's been going on in your world? Really, really enjoyed being on the radio, Pastor Will. I find it has been challenging in lots of ways. It's meant that I've really had to study more deeply what I'm passionate about and learning about. In yep. fact, on the weekend, on Sabbath, we, we just took a drive up north 
to Dublin and the bird sanctuary there just to relax and to read, to walk, to soak up the sunshine and have a picnic. Because sometimes you do need to take a break in life, don't you? Especially when you get busy. So that was our, that was our weekend apart from the normal bits and pieces you do around home. And as I look back on the week, I'm, I feel very privileged to have had the opportunity to share what I'm passionate about. Not perhaps everybody gets to do that. So I'm very blessed in that yeah. way and I, and I appreciate it. Praise God. Uh, so thank you, Lindy. Um, just my weekend was, uh, preached at, uh, our, our, our fellow drive time presenter here in, in, uh, uh, here in the studio, Gary Hodgkin. And if Gary are listening, it was a pleasure to, uh, share God's word at uh, your church there over there at Brighton Adventist Church. And, uh, Gary was able to preach at, uh, one of my churches here, Paravista. So, uh, we did what we call the pulpit swap this pulpit weekend. Swap. <laughs> so that was great. And I got to meet the lovely Brighton, uh, church family there. They welcomed me with open arms and we had a lovely lunch in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful, that it was a, th- the pastor theme. That was the theme of the food. I still remember it because it was, I, Probably ate more than I should have. <laughs> so the pastor ate too much pasta. Pasta for the pastor ate too much pasta. And did they give the pastor a hard time? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I, I think, no, I had a lovely time. You can tell when, when time goes fast and when you're laughing a lot. And there was a couple of characters there that we really connected with. There was a, a gentleman there by the name of Bill or Billy, if he's listening. And it was actually, um, they did a little uh, cake for him or it was his 55th. Uh, anniversary, anniversary, uh, year this, whether it was on, on the weekend. And, um, you know, the church was just, you know, yeah, it was a really lovely time. And, you know, I drove off going, wow, that's what, uh, church should be about, you know, good food, good fellowship, you know, spending time in God's word. And so, so it was great. And, um, just quickly as well, um, don't, don't know if you realize anything, but I had my, uh, my in-laws, my, my, my wife's parents were here for a couple of weeks. Oh, I didn't know. And, uh, yeah, they were, How they were lovely. here. They were here, lovely, but um, early over on, on the weekend, um, woke up super early and uh, took them to the airport and they uh, flew back to Auckland. So um, my, my wife especially um, loved having her, her parents and I can really see, um, you know, the bond that she had with them, just just yes. just seeing her light up and just being happy and, and it was so good to see and, and obviously was, she was sad when they left as well. But, um, you know, family is something that... Um, you know, in our line of work and in your line of work as well, Lindy, um, we don't get to see our family as much as we'd like to. Absolutely. You know, there might be other parts of the country or in the state. So it was a lovely time uh, to connect with uh, my, my parents' uh, in-law. Um, and they must have enjoyed being with their granddaughter. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, man, can I tell you something? <laughs> I've never seen little Naraya actually cry for, you know, somebody else apart from me and my wife. So we when we took the... Um, my in-laws uh, to the airport, uh, John and Nga, Nga is her name, but Nga for short. And, um, you know, the big windows that were there. And so we actually went through customs so we can do the whole thing and just hang around right till they had to, um, to leave. And um, when they left through the ticket, my, my Naraya just let off this humongous ball. She started crying off the top of her head and I mean, everybody could hear it. And, um, you know, it was kind of, it was sad, but it was kind of cute to see that, you know, she really had an affection to them. And plus as well, Lindy, um, 
my wife, she, she actually has a Zoom. Um, they have a family worship time every afternoon on Zoom. Lovely. So, so there's a time difference. They're a couple of hours ahead. So there, there's my wife here with Naraya, then um, Tarani's sister over in Queensland. So they tune in with Grace with her five kids. And then um, then obviously um, John and Yam, my, my parents-in-law uh, over in Auckland, and, and Tarani's brother is staying there with them. So they've got couple of uh two you know children so and so she kind of connects with them all the time so it was kind of you know interesting because she's only seen my her grandparents um just via zoom uh papa and mama papa mama and mama. papa so mama. that's that that's been their name and my wife was telling me you know as soon as they came through the terminal you know when they first arrived she just ran up to them she and recognized she recognized them. them isn't that amazing and i was kind of like oh is that beautiful zoom's not all bad then it, it isn't so um so yeah that that was our weekend so hey let's switch gears um lindy and uh just just for a few moments um as you probably aware and for those of um our wonderful audience out there um listening today um over the weekend, you know, here in Australia, the big news was um, we've had a change of government. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're talking a little bit about offline about that, uh, Lindy. Um, but um, I just thought I'd kind of just share a bit about that. I mean, we don't want to go too deep into this this um, uh, this topic, but I just thought for our World Watch, I'd like to just share a very quick, just a few lines from this article uh, posted on abc.net.au uh, from ABC News here in Australia. And the article was um, a few days ago, um, well, a few weeks ago, actually, and the title is, Who Wins When Politics and Religion Collide? Particularly During a Federal Election. So, just wanted to Maybe just share a few lines from this article, India, about this idea of politics and religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, the article kind of opens up with um, talking about this particular bishop. And I'd, I want to read a few lines of it. And then, I'd, yeah, we'll just have a bit of a conversation around it. So here how the, here's how the article begins. It says, politics and religion. Raise these topics at your Easter family gathering and you may get fireworks. <laughs> so this was just before the Easter long weekend. But the 2022 federal election straddles the most important event on the Christian calendar. So how does the role of faith fit on the political spectrum? In the heart of Queensland's so-called Bible Belt, Bishop Cameron Venables, I believe that's pronounced, is not afraid to raise topics usually shunned in polite conversation. He's quoted as saying, Sometimes I meet people who say, we don't want you to talk about politics because religion and politics shouldn't mix, he said. And then he goes on to say, his quote, I find that almost incomprehensible. And so Bishop Cameron from Toowoomba, um, he, the article goes on to say, the Western Regional Bishop in the Anglican Church, South Southern Queensland, said it was time to take a leap of faith and open up the conversation. Now, Lindy, I love your thoughts on this, but here's what he's quoted as saying, quote, because if religion is about faith and faith is about every aspect of life, then politics is how we shape our society. It's all about life he said. So interesting observation there from this uh, it is. this it bishop is. from uh, South Queensland. And by the way, until recently, I didn't realize Southern Queensland is the Bible Belt. I didn't realize Australia had a Bible Belt, to be honest yes, with you. We had a Bible Belt back in Victoria where we used to live. Right. Okay. So so hopefully we can bring that back. So a couple of thoughts before we um, 
well, move on uh, from our segment. What, what do you think about this idea of politics, religion? Should they mix? Well, first of all, Will, we've always talked for years about church and state separation. You know, they're yeah. separate. And yet if you think about it, aren't our leaders elected by us, by the people and for the people? Uh-huh. And if you think about the heritage here in Australia, it was founded by Christians sure. who the great Southland who prayed and worked hard to establish this, this country, this free country that we call home. And so if you think about that, in some sense what he's saying is true, isn't it? Yeah. Because Christians, and there are many in Australia, elect governments. And so this time around, as we saw what happened on the weekend, uh, almost by default it seems the Labor government has come into power and has a lot of independence. Right. So religion and faith, well, yes, religion is about faith and if we are electing people to lead our state, aren't they representing us? And But shouldn't, rather than politics, be impacting society, shouldn't our faith and our religion be impacting society? I will say yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, and there's a bit more in the article, but... Um I just wanted to share that with our um, audience out there today on Drive Time Big Q&A that it was the big news of the weekend. And look, I was just being open with you, Lindy, I, and probably I'm a little bit ignorant or I don't know what it is, but I, I'm not really ve- very well versed on on what the, the Liberal and the Labor Party stands for. So, And I know that there was a lot of, you know, when you look at the news, like for instance, when you saw you know, Anthony Albanese with his victory speech and you just see that crowd of his fans just kind of cha- you, know, you can see that it meant something for them absolutely and, and likewise for uh, scott morrison who conceded defeat and um so certainly there's a, a role for that in society but you know i'm reminded also what lindy said uh what jesus said lindy you know in in the gospels where you know that classic story where um um they told him about the, the taxes question That's remember right. yeah and and we remember how jesus answered you know he said um give to caesar the things that are caesar's to God, the things that are God. So, look, um, yeah, look, I think, and particularly um, in our particular faith denomination, we're we're very uh, hesitant to kind of just kind of you know embrace everything politically as such. And I know there's other faith uh, persuasions that are a bit more inclined to engage political uh, people. I know there's some of these big churches in the states that they're very much mm-hmm. there is a synergism there. They'll they'll actually have political representatives actually, you know, come into their churches and I've, you know, kind of do a little spill there. I don't think we're right we're not really there here in Australia. Not that we want to get there, but there's certainly other parts of the world where there's a bit more overlap. But um but yeah, so um just wanted to kind of bring that up there. What do you think out there as you're listening to to what we are talking about? Um should there be a um a, a merging or a mixing of of church and religion? Um so yeah. So actually I was going to give you the text of that, but you know what? I have to pause and go to the book offer. So <laughs> so what we're going to do here. So that that kind of um that's it for our World Watch segment. So it wasn't something um, across the world as such, but it was something a little bit closer to home here uh, in our part of the world here in Australia um, that we've um, oh, just over the weekend, we have a new change of government. So what does that mean for the tu- future? Who knows? That's why we're talking about these uh, big themes such as revival and spirituality, because we believe that this is definitely part of how we navigate through some of these um, uh, issues as we move forward. So um, we're going to go to our book offer today. And so for our 
our listeners out there, we would love to um, give you a free book offer uh, for today as some of our regulars know that we uh, give a free book offer every week. And so um, today's book offer that we'd like to place in your hands is the book called The Science of Prayer by Pastor Peter Gregory. Have you ever felt like your prayers never passed the ceiling? Sometimes I feel like that, that God didn't hear you, that your prayers were old and stale. Well, Pastor Gregory analyzes the Lord's Prayer and he compares it and parallels it with the Ten Commandments. He considers prayer as obedient, sanctifying, and even prophetic. And so um, if you would like a copy of The Science of Prayer by Pastor Peter Gregory, why don't you text us the code word SA46. There's no gaps in that. So that's SA46. And text that code word SA46 to 04888-80811. One more time, code word SA46 to 04888-80811. So please don't go away. We've got more for you in store. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A. Your holy 
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Will Moala. And I serve here at uh, Paravista and Gaul at uh, SDA Churches here in South Australia. My co-host today is Lindy Sperring. And Lindy serves as the Prayer Ministries Coordinator also at the Resource Centre. And she also wears a hat of Women's Ministries Coordinator here for the Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in South Australia. If you've just tuned here on Drive Time BQ&A, we're taking it as a theme beginning this week, the fire of revival. Is it possible? And today, Linda and I, we are looking at the specific question, are spiritual uh, problems solvable? Uh, so, Lindy, um, why don't you walk us through, uh, through this idea of um, revival and particularly with the question, uh, spiritual problems, and, and what do you think, um, are they actually solvable? Uh, according to your understanding uh, of the Bible, according to your understanding of just life experiences, um, yeah, walk us through this idea of of this idea of spiritual problems and, and if they are in fact can can be solvable. Well, sure, Pastor Will, but perhaps we should stop for a few moments and identify what are spiritual problems. What sort of spiritual problems might you and I have, or what sort of spiritual ch- problems might a church group have? Right. Okay. If I think of some of the issues that just talking with people and struggles in my own life, probably addictions comes to mind, that we can have addictions that sort of almost control our lives, that could be seen as a spiritual problem because God wants us to put him first in our life. He's a jealous God. You know, have no other gods before me. Some other spiritual problems might be that we are filled with fear and anxiety. Since we've had the mandates and lockdowns and the, cons- the all the considerations with the pandemic, many, many people are suffering with mental health issues right. and there are higher rates of suicide. So if people, and this is even can happen within a church community as well, what other sorts of spiritual problems might a person have? Perhaps they just don't really feel close to God. Or like you said before about they feel that their prayers aren't answered, that they pray and nothing is happening, nothing is changing. And there are so many answers to all of these spiritual problems that we need to have a look at what those answers are. So I'm sure people who are listening, our listeners could identify perhaps in their life something that is a spiritual problem for them. Actually, can I just ask that question to our uh, those out there who are, are listening today? Uh, what do you think is a spiritual problem you have seen, I guess, in, in the church or in your own experience? Text us through because we'd love to hear responses. Zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. So, you know, when, when you're talking, Lindy, I, I couldn't help but, um, think of some of these, um, this theme in scripture. And, uh, although it doesn't use the word, um, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead of you, Lindy, but That's all right. the, the, you when you, you hear the word, um, Spiritual problems, um, you know, Paul actually uses, you know, variety of metaphors and ways of articulating the Christian walk and what we're up against. He uses this notion of flesh and spirit, as you very well much aware of, Lindy. But, you know, I couldn't, I was thinking of, you know, in Galatians 5, where uh, Paul talks about the works of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And if I could just read them a couple of verses here. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them is pretty strong, this language. 
but I'm just simply trying to read the Bible here. This is what Paul says in Galatians 5 and 19. And, and, um, and by the way, if I could just read verse 18, he says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, here's some of these descriptions in verses 19 to 21. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are, and here he goes to list them, uh, Lindy, as you're very well familiar with this passage, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, and verse 21 keeps going, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. And here's the Apostle Paul says, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's put some pretty strong words there, Lindy. So to kind of um, jump on what you're, you're kind of um, trying to explore this idea of problems, um, some of these things, we see it in the church in, in some levels or we another. We do, sadly, yeah. we do. And so there's there's a problem, isn't there? And, you know, sometimes one of the problems too that can happen in a church is a cold church. They're not yeah. warm, they're not welcoming, they're not yeah. friendly. And again, it all really gets back to mm. who is the most important in your life. Yeah. Is Jesus the most important? You know, in one of the songs that you were playing at the beginning, in Christ I am a new creation. So when we are in Christ, we are a new creation and those old things go away. And yeah. then you played another song, What a Beautiful Name It Is, the Name of Jesus. Yeah. And I think it goes back to how much does Jesus mean to us? How much do we love him? Is he dwelling in us? I know that a, a beautiful writer called Ellen White has written some amazing things about when Christ dwells in our heart. And she says, there are those who profess to serve God while they rely upon their own efforts to obey his law, to have, have form a right character and secure salvation. Right. We can't will, and we're tempted to because that's the way our nature is, to rely on our own works and mm. our own behavior. But we will fall over and we'll get caught up because the enemy knows how you and I can fall. He yeah. knows our weaknesses, Will, and he will he will go for that. So these spiritual problems, are they solvable? Mm. Well, in John fifteen eleven, Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, yeah. and that your joy may be full. May be full, yes. So, Pastor Will, do you and I want to have joy? Yeah, absolutely. I want to have joy, and joy isn't just happiness from going on a roller coaster ride. Joy is an, <laughs> a, 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 fill, a filling of your heart and your mind and your soul that no, no matter what circumstances are surrounding you, no matter what troubles are, are coming your way, you still have joy and peace mm. because you know Jesus. Yeah. He's the author mm. and finisher of our faith. Hey, hey Lindy, can, can I just jump in? Because we, we've do, had. Um, this is what it, this is about. Yeah, we've had, um, we've had a text come in from um, Brett. And uh, listen to Brett, it's very insightful. He says, definitely uh, pew sitting is a big spiritual problem in the church. <laughs> so, Brett, I, I can say um, I agree. And look, we're not trying to point fingers at anybody, but there is something about just receiving, 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 as I think what Brett's trying to say, and um, just kind of soaking it all in with no, I guess, um, 
you know, sharing that with others in living in an active Christian life where we're not only taking in the word and receiving the word, but we're also sharing it and living it out with others. So, Brett, thank you for uh, texting in, and we, we love that response. We'd love to hear from others as well. Uh, we're talking about spiritual problems. Look, I couldn't help but think, Lindy, um, I'm just thinking about my own life as we're sitting in the studio. I'm thinking of all the challenges and problems I've had um, with myself, nothing to do with anybody else, and then with people it seems like this question, even though it can be, um, you know, um, articulated in, in many ways in, in life, I'm thinking, for instance, uh, marriage. I'm thinking about how we in- interact with fellow church members um, when things don't go the way we'd like it to go or say the church operates. I'm, I'm assuming is this text coded in the context of, is it, Perhaps is it church life or maybe it can be a bit broader. But I'm thinking particularly within the church because, you know, I'm a pastor and you, uh, you visit many churches. So you see a lot of, of the lay of the land, Lindy. I think in, in some ways, a lot of it, it's a spiritual problem. Like I, I think of relationships. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, look what Paul said in Galatians. He says one of the works of the flesh is contentions. And what's that? That's like that you're, you're not, you don't getting, you're finding it, you don't getting along with, with the people in your group or you're negative or you're critical or, you know, you, you know, that type of mindset. And, and it's not like, well, I've got to just, just think, think better thoughts and it's going to go away. Um, you know, what we're, what the questions are implying is, is it spiritual? I think, I think there is a spiritual component to it. I think there is a spiritual component, and I'm thinking about what Brett said as well about I use I call it pew polishing hypocrites. You know, we go, <laughs> we go to church to receive, yes, but we go to church to give, yeah. to give of ourselves, and really, all of us should have a Barnabas ministry. Do you know what I mean by that? Barnabas was encouraging people, yes. he was blessing people, uh, hey, yes, he, was he was speaking life into them. He was loving them. He was listening to them, and so he had this ministry, and and that's that joy. It bubbles out of you, Will. Yeah. It bubbles out of you that you want to do things you wouldn't normally do. Let, let me just give a little example, and th- and this is no reflection that I've got everything right or that I do everything right, mm-hmm. but yesterday my husband and I were walking and we found someone who was homeless and we said we need to go. Uh, they'd set up some tents. I'm not going to say where because I don't want to expose the situation. We needed to go to the supermarket and just get a bag of things and take it back. Now, that's not something I'm really always comfortable with and I don't, didn't even know who the person was. We couldn't see them at, at first until we actually went back and, and we called out and, and then this person came out of the, the tent they were in and we left a bag of, of things for them. I suppose what I'm saying is that when you have this joy in your heart, when you have Jesus living in you, he will prompt you to do things you wouldn't normally yeah. do. We don't normally love each other, Will. We're critical. <laughs> we're grumpy with each Preach other. We, we, we judge each other. We, yes. we look to each other and, and compare and we can feel jealous and envy and all of those things. But Christ is saying there's a better way. In Luke 9.23, Jesus said this, if anyone desire to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross Cross. daily and follow me. And so we'll, there there is something that here, this discipleship thing, this, this, 
this relationship with Christ is something we need to look at every single yeah. day. Will, let me ask you a question. If, if you don't talk to your wife for a couple of weeks and perhaps you never thank her or for the meal she's prepared or you don't <laughs> think of something a little bit romantic to yeah. do some flowers or something, is your relationship going to stay strong? No, absolutely it's wouldn't. not. And, and Christ, our relationship with him needs to be something that we do mm. daily. You know, you and I maintain our physical bodies by eating. Yeah. And I like hot chips, by the way. I'm not sure. <laughs> Who does it? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, we need to drink water. We need to sleep. From the moment we are born physically, there are things that we need to live. Yeah. You know, if those things are withdrawn, we could die. And the thing is, when we are born again spiritually, it's necessary to take care of our inner person, not just once every few months. But every day, almost like being converted every day, yeah. you know, falling in love with Jesus. You see, our sinful selves struggle to take over, so we are advised to surrender ourselves to Christ every day. And that means our plans. You know, in the morning when you're praying and you're starting out for the day, you could say to the Lord, Lord, this is what I think I'm going to do, but not my will, but your will. Yeah. You can ask the Lord to lead you to somebody that day that you can be a blessing to. You can ask him to speak through you so that your words are from him, not your little hurts and worries and and sadness, but God's words speaking through all of our desires. You know that song, Will, All to Jesus I Surrender, All to Him I Freely Give. We sing it, Pastor Will, but do we actually believe it or are we willing to freely give? All of our plans and designs. Yeah. Hey, Lindy, I'm thinking of, um, and I totally agree with what you're saying, it, but it seems like the more we're sharing, I think the, the answer is becoming more and more, yes, spiritual problems are solvable in the sense that you, you, you quoted a, a cracker of a text in Luke 9 where Jesus talks about taking up our cross. Mm-hmm. And I think you're kind of getting right to the heart of, of, um, of it being possible Um to to work through the spiritual problems you may be facing in your life, in your church, in your situation. Um, but, um, you know, it, it sounds to me like without God um, in our lives, because, you know, I'm thinking of, there's a number of texts floating in my head right now, Belinda, but there's that one where, I don't know if it was Jesus who said it, or but something about overcoming evil with good. Mm. And I was thinking that, the principle of the Christian that Jesus would say, Sermon on the Mount, you know, someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other, and that sounds very, you know, almost like we're just letting people walk all over us. But but Jesus is trying to establish, you know, in that passage in Matthew 5, the principles of God's kingdom. And it yes. seems that um, it seems like the Christian way of solving problems is not by getting your way. It's not by digging your heels in and saying, well, we're going to solve it, you know, out. No, it seems that the the secret to solving the problems is by surrendering to God and allowing God to work in. Yeah, Which is difficult. John Wesley, he was one of the great revivalists of England, you would remember. He said, God can do more with one man who has committed Mm. himself 100% than he can do with a whole army of men who are only committed 99% to God. You know, there's a big difference. Sometimes when I'm taking a service, I say to people, think about what you are thinking about. So think about what you are thinking about. (laughs) I like it. What are you thinking about all day? Are you thinking about 
what you're going to do, where you're going to go, how you're going to spend your money, or are you thinking about what Jesus would be doing, uh, how he would spend his time, his resources, his money. We can self-evaluate. We should never evaluate someone else's experience. That's between them and God. We can encourage them. We can bless them. We can love on them. Yeah. But we need to evaluate ourselves. And when Jesus was saying in John about this joy may be full, he was he was sharing those principles yeah. about the true vine. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Do we want to be connected to that vine? Yeah. Do we want to be connected? So there is a difference in our lives when we recognize our need. Sometimes we like don't that. recognize our need. We think that we've got everything that we need. We're going along fine. But we need to recognize our need and keep asking and seeking yeah. for the indwelling of the Holy Amen. Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the answer to our spiritual problems. Hey, Linda, we've, we've just got another uh, text that come through to the studio. And uh, this is from Kelly. She says on spiritual issues, there is a saying, and she quotes, there is nothing the nearness of Jesus cannot cure. Wow. Wow, that is like awesome. That. We're going to have to... Take a take my notes on that one. Yes. So Kelly, thank you for uh, texting in and sharing us that that golden nugget of truth. There is nothing the nearness of Jesus cannot cure. Amen. And I Amen. I think Kelly's she's she's hit the nail on the head with this one. She has absolutely. And when Jesus was here on the earth, people drew close to him. Yeah. They touched his garments and they were healed. Uh, whatever they were facing, yeah, he was there yeah. to show them the way. Hey, Lindy. Um, we still got some time before we go to our second break, but you know, um, I was just reading this, like literally this weekend, um, yeah, at Paravista Church, we're going through the whole, uh, nominating committee. We're kind of choosing new church officers and whatnot. And, um, and there's always a few texts that, that we read, you know, as a church, when there, there's certain texts that you read and you highlight, whatever season or whatever the situation is. And uh, we were talking about Act 6, you know, how the story when there was a, a spiritual problem. This was a problem in the early church. The the Grecian women were, and the Hebrew women, they were arguing over the daily ministration of the bread. We know the story. Mm-hmm. But then what was the solution there? You know, the disciples said, the apostles, you know, choose seven men of good report, full of the Holy Spirit. And then uh, and what we see, we see that they pray, they chose Stephen and the seven, and the church was blessed. So, so there is a real problem that happened in the early church. Yes. How did they deal with it? They, they prayed about it. In fact, the church came together and they said, Hey, where is God leading? Who is God? Who can we see the spirit of God moving upon? Which led the church, uh, to choose seven, uh, Stephen and others. And I love how it ends there in Acts six in verse seven, uh, Lindy mm-hmm. says the word of God spread. The number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the face. Uh, <laughs> I messed that up. Obedient <laughs> to the face, obedient to the faith, and so so there was a real problem in the early church, and guess how they overcame it? Prayer, um, coming together, coming together, recognizing they had a need. Yes, and when that was solved, look how the, the gospel just spread. And, and Absolutely. People, and, and I believe, Pastor Will, the same thing for our churches today. Amen. You know, we've got churches here in Adelaide that have been sold off as restaurants and everything else. When the people 
are filled mm. with the Holy Spirit, when the love of God pours out of them, those outside of the church or those who used to go to church and perhaps haven't attended for a while, they will want to come back because it's a place to be. Yeah. So it's it's exciting. Well, Lindy, you need to um, we need to pause very quickly because we need to go to a, a, a break yeah, I'm loving this. I, I can understand why the team have got you in for the week because we all need to hear this. I need to hear this as a minister. I need to be reminded that, you know, it's only through prayer, through through the power of God working. And so so we're just going to switch gears. We're going to go to our book offer uh, today. And so if you're tuning in uh, out there today, we'd love to um, promote our free book offer for today, The Science of Prayer by Pastor uh, Peter Gregory. And what this book will share is, is what Pastor Peter Gregory does. He analyzes the Lord's Prayer and what he does is he actually compares it and parallels it with the Ten Commandments. And so, um, Pastor Peter Gregory is going to share on that, uh, that in that book. The Science of Prayer, Learning from the Master. If you would like a free copy, please text the code word SA46. There's no gaps between that. So it's SA46 and text it to 04888. 80811. One more time, SA46. Uh, text that code word to 04888 808 11. And if you would do that, we would love to get a book into your hands. Uh, please don't go away. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big QA. I'm finding myself. At a loss for words And the funny thing is It's okay The last thing I need Is to be heard But to hear What you would say Stay and rest in your 
finding myself at a loss for words. And the funny thing is, it's okay. I was mercy me, word of God, speak. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A. It's uh, your host here today, William Moala, and I'm here in the studio with the lovely Lindy Sparing. She serves as a prayer ministries coordinator, Coordinator, Resource Center, a leader, and also she serves as a Women's Ministries Coordinator for the Seminary Adventist Church here in South Australia. We're on the home stretch of our program today. We're looking at the theme, The Fire of Revival. Is it possible? And we have been just loving the conversation, reading scripture, just sharing. People have been texting in. It's been a wonderful show today. And as we wrap up today, uh, Lindy, um, walk us through. I know you've got a, a couple of... Uh, Big ideas you want to uh, share with our listeners today. Uh, are spiritual problems solvable? Well, I think we've worked out they certainly are. Yes, they are. Are, are. they Amen. easily solvable? Perhaps not, Pastor Will, because of our human nature. You know, sometimes I think people think once they go forward in baptism that everything is fine and they don't need to do anything else. But Dwight L. Moody, who was another great man of God, he said this, many think that because they were filled, once they are filled forever. Oh, my friend, we are porous vessels. (laughs) It is necessary for us to constantly remain under the fountain in order to be full. And you've seen those. those, under the fountain. I love that. Under the fountain. You know, when you go to fill up your water bottle, when you're walking down the streets along along the beachfront, you know, if you want your water bottle to be full, you've got to hold it under that fountain from that tap. And it's the same for us. We need to be consistently remaining under the fountain because we're porous. We pour out. It's like um, you've got a bottle with holes in it and you're pouring water into it, but it keeps pouring out. You know, it was was funny you say that, Lindy, because we were, um, you know, we were having a prayer meeting um, last year at one of the churches I was at. And then the the question came up because we're doing, we're reading a book on revival and prayer. And then one member said, why do we have to keep praying for the Holy Spirit when God already hears our prayer? And it kind of was, yeah, why? But then I don't know if I, I was talking to you or someone else, but uh, the visual that I had was because we're leaky vessels. It's like we're a container and there's holes in us. Mm, and mm. every day we need that constant top up. Absolutely. And so when I saw it that way, I said, of course, that's why we need to be praying uh, unceasingly because, you know, we pray and we, we're already leaking by, by the time we, we leave the door. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I love that idea that, you know, from Moody, we have to be constantly being filled. Well, I think when, when we as Christians or when we become Christians, Pastor Will, we accept the gospel, we have an understanding that we want to change. You have a powerful testimony that I've still yes, yet praise to God. hear yes. of how God brought you into the kingdom. And Amen. there's a little story about a guy called Paul Powers. And when he was seven years old, he lost what was most important in his life, his mother and his puppy. And But when he started to cry, and he was in the room when his mother died, he went out of the room where the doctor said, look, son, your mum's dead. This is some years ago. His father, when he started to cry, beat him and kicked him. He just went completely off his tree, so badly injuring his son. His ribs were broken. He was really badly injured. He had to go to hospital by himself to recover. And he vowed at that time never to cry again. And for the next 13 years, 
despite an abusive uh, poverty stricken upbringing, poverty stricken upbringing, he uh, it, it bred violence in him and anger, and yeah. and he he held on to that pain, and that's often what can happen to some people. His life was transformed. You know, he was angry and he actually even murdered a woman for $500, this, oh, this guy, what? Paul Powers. And, oh, but he kept his, um, he kept his promise for so many years that he wasn't going to cry. He wasn't going to allow, um, he wasn't going to be vulnerable. But his life was transformed because people started showing up in his life to share the love of Christ with him, which was amazing. Yeah. It, the story is huge. and But interestingly, he later married the famous author of the Footprints poem. Oh, you know, everybody okay. Wow. Can it, okay. Margaret Fishback Powers. She's wow. Called, and he and his wife traveled the world evangelizing to children. So, so here's God taking this Paul and his life was, was a disaster. He was being in prison. He'd murdered somebody. He was angry. He was, he was irritable and aggressive and he was transformed. And then he went out to bring transformation and love and God's love, the gospel to other children. He had a difficult journey. It wasn't easy. When you've gone down that path, it's yeah. hard to come back. But transformation did happen and God used him to bless and bring others to the kingdom. So, you know, it's just if we want to be different, if we've accepted yeah. Christ as our Lord and Savior, and I'm not sure who's listening today, but if you've accepted the Lord, yeah. if you've wanted to be a Christian, if you've decided this is what you want, but you, you self-evaluate and you say, I'm no different, I haven't changed, all of those sins that I carried before, I'm still doing, well, there's an answer. And yeah. we are commanded, actually, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There is an answer to, to spiritual problems, and it really lies within our decision. We can choose. It's our will, will, Pastor yeah. Will, it's our will <laughs> that we choose to follow the Lord. Yeah. Do you agree? I, I agree. And, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is something that, of the, the as I understand Scripture, Lindy, it is one of the things that Jesus actually invites us and encourages us to, to pray for and ask for um, is the Holy Spirit. It, my, one of my favorite passages is Luke 11, verse 13, where Jesus says that, um, he says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And you know, Lindy, that takes a different meaning for me now because I believe Jesus was saying in that first part, you know, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts, you know, I'm a new father now, being, mm. being a parent now for just two years. And um, uh, as you would know, we would do anything for our children. And, and, and Jesus is like saying, look, if you love your children, you do anything for them. You'll die for them. How much more will your heavenly father? And that to me, when I read it like that, I go, wow, I know how much I love my daughter. Mm. I mean, if I love her like a gazillion percent, which I know I do, how much does God love us? Absolutely. So, and and that love is what it's all about. You know, Christ asks us to abide in the vine, to abide in the vine. But yeah. we can't abide unless we spend time with. We yes. need to practice the presence of Jesus, and and that is where we need our personal time with the Lord, our yeah. personal worship. And for some people, I can remember hearing speakers, I get up at four o'clock in the morning and yeah. I spend two hours <laughs> with the Lord. And it used to make me feel overwhelmed and guilty. And I thought, yeah, right. I don't think I can do that. But God will show you 
your time. Yeah. And he will, I, I said to the Lord when I took on the prayer ministry role, Lord, I need to spend time with you. Yes. Quality time. Can you wake me up? And he will. He'll wake yeah. you up every day. Yeah. And, and then you get into that habit and you don't want to miss it, yeah. Will. You don't want to miss that yeah. time with the Lord because <laughs> He empowers you, He fills you, He gives you that um, spiritual aspect to your life that you cannot have any yeah. other way. So I think as we um, as we kind of wrap it up today, uh, Lindy, I think it's safe, safe to say to answer the question that has been po- put forward to our listeners today: um, uh, Are spiritual problems solvable? I think we could say yes. By the power and by the grace of God. In fact, I just want to shout out, we've had two, um, not only have they, uh, requested book offers, but Judith has said text with a Y, meaning yes, uh, which I'm, I'm assuming she's saying yes, spiritual problems are solvable. And also to Keith as well, um, thank you for, uh, requesting the book offer, but he's also text through saying Y, meaning yes. And so, um, so we serve an awesome God, and I know that there are people out there uh, listening today that um, you have a faith and, and you believe in God, and uh, and that's the the God of the Bible. You know, is that uh, He, with God's grace and with His help, that uh, definitely that these problems are solvable. You know, I heard it like this, Lindy, um, watching a um, uh, a biblical like a marriage seminar. I know the pastor. I won't mention his name, but but we we would know the guy. But um, he was talking about marriage relationship, and he basically was saying this is when he was talking in the context of a man and woman coming together, and I think it kind of connects to what we're talking about today. He said that if two people come together and they're both converted, he said that that should solve probably 99% of whatever they go through, whether it's financial um, you know, relationships, anything. And I've never forgot that is because the reason why there's spiritual problems is because we have a problem deep in the recesses of our human Absolutely. heart. And I guess saying it another way is whether it's marriage or whatever it is, whether you can't get along with your parents or you're a child or you got kids that are just drive you up the wall, whatever, fill in the blank for you today, right now. Um, we would like to uh, plead and to, to suggest, hey, there is power uh, as we call upon the name of God. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of a, it from us. Linda, do you have any closing words, any thoughts before we, um, before we sign out today? Well, I suppose I could say through daily surrender and through being daily filled with the Holy Spirit, our lives will be beneficially changed. This happens during our personal worship time. So you and I, Pastor Will, we need that time with the Lord if we want to see change and transformation in our lives. Amen and amen to that. And so um, so looks like our time is up for today here on Faith FM Drive Time Beer Canal. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us. Um, please join our team tomorrow, Gary and none other than Lindy herself. She'll be in the studio again tomorrow as Gary and Lindy will tackle the question, how can my life change? You won't want to miss it. Well, that's it from us here in the studio. We hope that you are able to join us tomorrow. So on behalf of Lindy and myself, please remember the words of Jesus Christ. He says these amazing words. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God richly bless you.
Each day 